You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Blog Talk Radio. But I'm standing on 
Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations. I am your host, Clifton Pettyjohn, and I'm excited that you would take time to tune in and listen to our show on tonight. Now, listen, guys, tonight I have a very special show. In my efforts to introduce myself to my listening audience, as well as to introduce the purpose of this show, we will be having a live Q&A. Now, these questions came from Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. I threw it out there on social media and told everyone, submit any questions you have to ask me. I let them know it could be about life. It could be about purpose. It could be about even my personal life. I did not limit what these questions could be. So you're going to get a whole lot of different questions on tonight. I have about 24 or 25 questions, so I thank each and every one of you that has submitted a question. Also, if you're listening and throughout the show you have a question, you can call in live to speak directly with me at area code 516-387-1756. Again, Area code 516-387-1756. So we're going to navigate through these 24 questions. And as I said, it's going to be a variety of questions from different topics. So let's dive right into it. I don't know if I said thank you for joining me tonight, but I'm excited that you chose to join me on tonight. And I hope that I say something that, you know, empowers, encourages, and strengthens you. If you listen to the song that led into the program, it was Skyscraper by Demi Lovato. And the reason why I chose that song is because I want everybody to understand we all are on our personal journey of uh, finding ourselves, discovering our purpose, finding out exactly why we were created, what it is that we can do in order to make this world a better place. And trust me, with everything going on in the world right now, each and every one of us needs to discover our purpose so that we can do our part in order to make the world a better place. No, we cannot solve all of the problems, but there is something inside of you. There is an innate ability inside of you that was created to help develop strategies and and technologies and ideas in order to solve some of the problems that we have in our world on today. So my hope is that through you listening to this show that it will, you know, encourage you to begin to seek out your purpose. I'm going to even talk about if you don't know how to begin to seek out your purpose, you know, you can definitely contact me. I'm going to give you all that information at the end of the show, but I wanted you to know from that first song, one of the things she says in it, is you can take everything that I have, you know, I'll still come rising from the ground as a skyscraper. There is nothing external that can be taken from you that is greater than that which is in you. So I want you to understand, regardless of where you are in life right now, I want you to know because you woke up this morning, you breathed in, you breathed out. You opened up your eyes, you're able to see, your your ears, you're able to hear, your mouth, you're able to speak, to communicate, you have the activity of your limbs, whatever it is that you have, that is showing you that there is yet purpose inside of you, all right? So just be encouraged to understand that regardless of what you're going through, there is hope, all right? Here we go. Let's go. We're going to shake these questions up now. I want you to know 
I put all of the questions in a bowl, each on a little piece of paper, and I'm just going to draw them one by one, and that's how we're going to answer the questions. All right. Question number one. How do you feel about the state of our country and world? Well, I kind of just hinted to that in, in talking about the importance of us discovering our purpose. I believe that the world is crying for those of us to to connect with our purpose in order to solve some of the problems that are going on in our world. I mean, it's easy to talk about the problems of the world, but we don't just need to talk about them. We need to come up with a plan. We need to have, you know, these think tanks or whatever it is that we need to do in order to develop plans, to develop strategies, in order to implement them, even on a small scale. Because one thing that I've learned even about purpose is that sometimes we have to value small beginnings in order for it to develop into something greater. And nothing is more greater than when you take that step and begin. So how I feel about the world today, how I feel about our country today, is just simply testifying to the fact of the need for each and every one of us to connect with our God-given purpose. And if we begin to connect with our God-given purpose, it will begin to help uh, create a greater world. All right? There we go. If I'm talking fast, let me know. I'll slow down. What is one of my dream vacations? That's a great question. One of my dream vacations is Bora Bora, and I plan on going there within the next five years. Why? Because it's beautiful. Have you ever seen Bora Bora? If you haven't, I encourage you to get on your phone and search Bora Bora. And when you see the water and the little huts on the water, you will understand exactly why that is one of my dream vacations. All right? Let's keep going. Wow, okay. Dream vehicle. All right. I am not a person that is into a lot of material things. However, I do like G-Wagons. Um, that is something that I definitely will own within my life. I know a lot of people say that's too much money to spend on a car, but if I'm working and strategizing and developing a plan to be able to create wealth, not just for myself, but, you know, for those that I've been called to impact, I'm going to treat myself every now and then. So I love the G-Wagons. All right. Again, if you have a question, you can call in at 516-387-1756. 516-387-1756. All right. <laughs> Do you prefer a treadmill or a couch? <laughs> This is a funny question to me because if anybody knows me and you've seen me in a while, you will understand that apparently I prefer a couch over the treadmill. There was a time where I was working out consistently, and I know that I need to get back to it. However, with anything in life, it's not enough to know it. You have to begin to do, to develop the plan and implement the plan in order to create the change that you desire. Um, I am going on a cruise in December, so I need to hit a treadmill or two or three, you know, between that time to begin to pull some things in. But from a serious standpoint, I believe in health in all core areas of our lives. 
one of those areas is our physical health. So I do encourage us all. As I said, I'm not trying to tell you to do something that I'm not going to do myself. You know, even on the show, we can uh, follow each other's journeys uh, through physical health. So I encourage you not just to make it your goal to get slim or to lose weight, but to make healthy choices that affect your physical body as well. That was a good question because definitely (laughs) the couch is is my bestie. Where are you from? I am from Delaware. I am from a town called Georgetown, Delaware, which is in Sussex County. Delaware is a small state, and it is divided into three counties, Kent, Newcastle, and Sussex. And I am from Sussex County. Where I am from, they call it Lower Slower Delaware. Um, As I begin to travel and view the world, and I've lived in New Jersey a couple of years, I discovered just how much or how fast the world really was compared to Sussex County. So I lived in this this country. That's where I'm from. I'm from the country, but I love living in the city as well. All right. Shake it up. What is your favorite movie? Y'all, there is no greater movie that was ever made that's greater than Love and Basketball. I love Love and Basketball. I'm telling you, that is my diehard favorite movie. My favorite scene where she she says, I want to play you one-on-one. He says, for what? For your heart, y'all. I'm telling you. Then when they play Double or Nothing, it makes me want to go watch it right now. So I'm just going to move on before I end up ending the show a little early just to go watch it. But I love loving basketball. All right? Next question. How old are you? I am 39 years old. Thank you for asking. All right? How did you write a book? Now, I believe that this question was more along the lines of the process. So what I'm going to speak to, I'm going to speak to those who are out there that have books and ideas for books locked up inside of them that still feel as if I don't have this, I don't have, excuse me, that, I don't know what to do next. All I can say is write. You don't have to write it in any specific order. You don't have to try to piece it together in the beginning. The first process of writing a book, the way that I, that I teach individuals to do it, is just simply to write. Begin to do it on a consistent basis. Do it every day, every other day. Develop a pattern so that you can continue to stretch yourself and stretch yourself and stretch yourself. And the more that you begin to do that, the before you know it, your book will be complete. Uh, my book was not an easy process. For those who are not aware, I'm the author of From Stagnation to Transformation. My book is a 21-day coaching actuation designed to manumit purpose. It's basically a 21-day daily devotional, but also it has some work within it that you need to do because I tell anybody, we can give you great principles, great tools, great strategies, but until we put the work in, that's when we'll begin to see the changes in our lives. But that book required me to go back through some things in my life 
that I thought that I was past or I thought I had dealt with, but the reality was I had not dealt with those things in my life. And that book was requiring me not just to revisit those issues, but to go back and pick up the fragments of myself that I had left in those places. So, um, as I said, it took me a while to write it, um, but when I when I got serious about it, finishing it did not take long. But it's just like Nike, just do it. There's no greater response to it other than just do it. And each of you have a story to tell. Now, some of you, you know, I'm not saying that everybody's going to write a book, but there's some of you out there that have books inside of you that are struggling with the concept or the idea that anybody would even read your book. I was there. I was. I had people asking me, when are you going to write a book? And in my mind, I'm telling myself, nobody's going to read my book. And I thought to myself one day, well, dummy, that's what I called myself. That's not healthy to call yourself that, but I believe in being transparent. I called myself, I said, well, dummy, Apparently, the people that keep asking you, are you going to write a book, are the ones that desire to read the book. So I just put it out there, and I did not like my first edition because I did not know anything about it. I knew nothing about it. I did it myself. I did everything myself. I did not have an editor. I did not have a a publishing company. I self-published. I did not have – what else is it? I didn't have – I did everything myself. And with the first edition, I found a lot of mistakes as I was um, going through the process of making it an audible book. And from that, I fixed it up, changed the cover up, and developed the edition that, you know, is presented now today. So my encouragement to you is just do it. There's no excuse that's greater than than the ability that you have inside of you to do it. So tonight... If you're out there and you are an author and you're struggling with the whole concept of writing it, I encourage you to follow my Facebook page, uh, From Stagnation to Transformation. Type that in. The book will come up. Or you can follow my new book, which is coming out soon. Uh, that page is called What Now the Book. What Now the Book. And in each on each page, I take you through my journey of writing both books. All right? That way you don't have to do it alone. There's strength in unity, and I want to be able to help you along your journey. All right, let's keep going here. Who do you admire the most? I admire single mothers. Well, I'm going to single parents. And the reason why I admire single parents, and especially single mothers, is because my mother raised two boys. By herself, she went to school full-time while working full-time, and, you know, she made sure we had everything that we needed, and she was just there for us, and I'm grateful for that. And I watched the struggle that she had, and many times she tried to hide the struggle from us. She never made us feel like we were the uh, reason for the struggle, but we watched her struggle and conquer and accomplish a lot of things, so I have a lot of respect for single mothers and single fathers that are out there that are grinding, that are that are raising their kids out there on their own. I admire you, and I, and I pray for your strength. I pray for your encouragement, and I pray that God will continue to bless you, even with villages, to help raise children, especially in this 
crazy time that we are living in. All right, let's go. All right. If you had... Okay, if you had to wear a T-shirt with one word, a T-shirt that had one word on it for an entire year, what would that word be? Some of these questions, when I saw who they were from, I just laughed. (laughs) And some of them were from some of my um, associates and colleagues and friends. So if I had to wear a T-shirt every day for one year, and it had one word on it, guess what that word would be? Transformation. I think transformation is one of the most important things in our life. It has been my personal transformation and journey to life that has placed me where I am before you today. Uh, it didn't. It has not been an easy road to sit behind this computer and speak to you on this radio show or the replay of the the podcast that you're listening to. Why? Because throughout my journey, I face a lot of things that seem contrary to that which God spoke to me concerning my life. And if I hadn't went through a lot of those things or went through all of those things, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a person that believes that we, and and listen to what I'm saying, because I know some of you out there, you're living with regrets. And you have to begin to let those regrets go. I don't even care what you did, what mistakes you made. You have to understand that each mistake that you made connected you to purpose. Even though it may not have looked at it, looked like it at that time, the Bible says very clear that all things work together for the good. Now, it does not say that all things are good, and that's the reality of it. Everything that happens to us is not going to be good. Why? Because sometimes we need some fortitude built. We need character developed. And sometimes we can be a little hard-headed. I know I can. I have my hand raised now. Why? Because I'm not one that learns lessons the easy way. Sometimes there were things that people wanted to prevent me from experiencing that I only learned my lesson from experiencing. But guess what? It all wrapped up together, mixed together for the sake of purpose. And because I went through those things, because I endured those things, because I didn't get stuck, and there was times I was stuck, hence my book, From Stagnation to Transformation, I was stuck in ideology, theology, psychology that had me believing that I would never accomplish any of the goals that I had set out. Why? Because I constantly was beating myself up for decisions that I had made that made me look bad before people. And I want to encourage you. We're still talking about the word transformation across my chest. And I might get some shirts made with that right on there. Because I want you to understand that in your life purpose, as as God is transforming you and you are developing and maturing, one of the things you are going to have to overcome is the thoughts, ideas, and opinions of others as it relates to your purpose. Now, I'm not telling you to be stubborn. Well, I'm, yeah, you can be stubborn in a positive manner, but I'm not telling you to resist uh, mentors and your parents and different things like that, but I am telling you 
that there will be times that you are given instructions. There will be times that you are given suggestions and advice, but inside of you there is a greater call for purpose, and that purpose is telling you, I know that worked for them, but it may not work for you. And that's why I encourage mentors as well that we not be so stuck in our boxes because sometimes we are giving advice to people based upon what we've experienced and the steps that we've taken and the path that we are charting out. And sometimes what we have to begin to do is to step out of our own boxes in our own limitations and begin to give advice to those that's not prejudiced concerning some of the things that we've experienced and some of the fears that we have and the apprehensions that we have and all of those great things, all right? Again, if you have any questions, you want to call in with a comment, if you're being, you know, this is this is blessing you. This, what we're talking about is a blessing to you. You can call in at 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. I thank you for tuning in on a Friday night at this. Here we go. What is your favorite food? Pizza and french fries. I could eat pizza and french fries every day, even though that's not a very healthy choice. All right? The french fries have me where I am right now. All right? What is your relationship status? (laughs) I laugh when I got this question. All right. So here's my relationship status. I am divorced. Uh, I've been divorced now for about two years. And I am single. I am not seeing anyone. I am not talking to anyone. So I am a single black gay man. All right? Let's keep going. Sorry, I dropped the paper. Who or what motivates and inspires you? All right, I'm going to stay on this question for a little bit. Because um, when I think of motivation and I think of inspiration, okay, here we go. I do not call myself a motivational speaker. I call myself an inspirational speaker. Here's why. Because I believe that when we find motivation externally, it only lasts for a moment. And we're constantly looking for something else to motivate us. It is my personal belief that we must learn to find that motivation within us. And when we find that motivation within us by connecting to the essence uh, of our purpose or the essence of our creation or connecting to the greater self that's within us, then that inspiration is everlasting. And now as far as with motivation, I mean, that motivation is everlasting. I'm sorry. Motivation from within, inspiration from without. Now, as far as inspiration, I believe that there are people that can inspire us, whether it is our personal experience with them. Now we have social media, so therefore you can watch people that are influencers, and you can be inspired by their story. You can be inspired by their life. You can be inspired by their gesture. You can be inspired by their work, whatever it is. But I believe that your motivation should come 
from within. Why? Because it will last forever. You'll constantly be motivated, and you'll be inspired on top of that, and those two will begin to spark a fire that, you know, will just continue to draw and connect you with your purpose. So motivation, I'm my own motivation. There's a positive and negative to that at times <laughs> because sometimes I don't always connect with the essence of who I am. Sometimes I allow external things. Sometimes I allow things from my past. Sometimes I just get lazy concerning my purpose. Sometimes I get frustrated when things don't look the way that they were promised to me. And when I say promise, I'm talking about when the things that God has promised me or when I don't get the results that I feel that I should should have gotten because of the work that I put in. So there's a positive and negative there, but I can say that I've seen more growth with me, more maturity with me, and more connection with the essence of who I am to understand that I am greater than my successes. I'm greater than my failures as well. So that has helped motivate me to continue on in my purpose. Now, who inspires me? I had the privilege of um, working with children since the age of 19. Again, I'm 39 now, so 20 years. Um, I've worked in the nonprofit sector as a uh, program director. I've worked in the school system, in the classroom, and in the behavior department uh, with children that were considered to have behavior problems or special needs. They inspire me. Um, they honestly inspire me, and the reason why many of them inspire me is there are students to this day that I'm still connected with, and they will contact me and say, Mr. Pettyjohn, some call me Mr. Cliff, I just want to let you know you taught me this 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and I want you to know I'm making this thing happen. Uh, You worked with me when I didn't have a father, and now I'm working with kids that don't have a father. That inspires me, the fact that they are working to be greater than I am. I believe that each generation should advance further than the generation before that generation. So they inspire me. Uh, There are people that I watch on a daily basis that no one knows uh, that are are a lot of times in the background that help put conferences together or, you know, whatever it is that they do in the background. They serve food. They work at Walmart. Um, that are making things happen, they're making moves. Uh, The entrepreneur that's in the years of struggle but refuses to give up because they bought into the product that they're presenting or the service that they're presenting, and they continue on their grind. That inspires me. It inspires me. Those of you that are listening, that send your feedback to let me know, hey, I heard what you said on your show. I'm going to take that. I may not fully understand it. I may not fully agree with it, but I'm going to apply it to my life, and we're going to see what happens. That's inspiration to me. So I find inspiration in people, places, and things. So that's my encouragement to you as well is that you don't limit your inspiration to that, either what you're comfortable with or what you consider the norm. And anybody that takes a stand for what they believe in, that is not a popular stand, that inspires me. 
that inspires me beyond belief. When you are willing to take a stand for what you believe in, regardless of what the cost is, because some of us say we believe in a lot of things, but it hasn't been tested and proven. But when you are willing to stand up and what you believe in is tested, is proven, I have the utmost respect for you, all right? And I'll say this, even if what you stand up for is not right, I have respect for you. Somebody said, now, that's just crazy. It may be crazy to you, but it's just something about people being willing to take a stand. And I think what it is for me is I was a person that never made decisions. I always was afraid of the consequences of making major life decisions. Therefore, I relied and depended on other people to make those decisions for me. Even if the decisions that they were encouraging me to make went completely against what it was that was set in my heart to make, I just didn't want the responsibility and the weight of it And I had so much pride, and I'm going to be honest, I had so much pride that I did not want to be wrong. And I remember at the time, uh, my pastor at the time, one time he told me, um, my apostle at the time, he told me, he said, Cliff, in life you're going to have to learn to make decisions and stand up, believe in the decisions you make, and be willing to face those consequences of that decision. And that probably was one of the hardest pills for me to swallow. Why? Because I was used to passing off decisions to other people. And some of it was, because like I said, if it crumbled and fell, I could say, well, hey, I went along with it, but it wasn't my decision. But if you're ever going to be a leader, if you're ever going to be an innovator, if you're ever going to be a trailblazer, you're going to have to be willing to step up and make decisions like that regardless of what others may think, what others may feel, and even regardless of what some of the consequences of that those decisions may be. You're not always going to make the right decision, and that's okay. One of the greatest lessons I learned in life is, Cliff, you are human. You are not a robot. You're not going to do everything right. Now, sometimes I learn that the hardest way because some of the stuff that I do that's wrong sometimes uh, that I've done in the past have been Mm. Anyway, let's keep going But I I allow myself now to be human I don't use my human factor as an excuse However, I allow myself to make mistakes And learn and grow from the mistakes that I make Why? Because that's all connected to transformation and purpose All right, let's keep going What does the number four and transformation stand for, if it stands for anything. I'm glad you asked because I did not realize that I did not explain that. I use the number four in the word transformation uh, when I'm doing transformation TV and transformation radio. And the reason why is, excuse me, sorry about that. The reason why is because my ministry in my business, everything that I do is built on or are built on four pillars. Those four pillars are my four four goals or objectives 
or benchmarks, whatever you want to call them. That's what my ministry, my business, the radio, the TV, all of it is built off of those four principles. And those four principles are what I desire to do every time I open my mouth to speak or every time someone reads something that I post or reads something that I've written or whatever it is when I'm sitting down one-on-one doing counseling. The first pillar is to educate. I believe that when we educate uh, individuals, it begins to stir something up inside of them, and it begins to to, uh, speak to the value that's in them that they have yet to connect with. So we aim to educate, okay? Then we aim to empower. I believe that when we educate, we are also empowering you. But empowerment means that now I'm not just providing the tools to you. I'm giving you the tools so that you can now exercise them tools for yourself and then begin to teach the tools yourself, all right? So we want to educate. We want to empower you. Then we want to activate. Now, there's a spiritual side to this, and there's a natural side of this. We want to activate the gifts, talents, and abilities that are lodged deep inside of you, that are connected to your purpose in order for you to break out and be who you've been created to be, that creative genius, that creative monster that's inside of you. And I'm using monster in the con- in a positive connotation that's inside of you that's ready just to break free and roar and be who you are. We want to activate that inside of you, and that's activated through education and empowerment, all right? And then the last one, release. We want to release you uh, into your God-given purpose. So when you leave from an encounter with us, we want to make sure that we've educated you, empowered you, and activated you so that when you are released, you are released to do greater than you were before you encountered us. So that's why the number four is implemented inside of transformation, because we believe that those four pillars are important in the transformative process of your life. All right? I get excited talking about that, guys, because I believe that sometimes some of us have been trained and conditioned, uh, and some people didn't do it on purpose. Uh, Some of us, it's, it's our receptors as well. Um, that have caused us to beat ourselves up, believe that there is no greatness inside of us, believe that that which we watch on an everyday basis or those we see on TV or now see on the Internet that we believe are successful, we believe we never will be able to reach those levels or even those dimensions of success. But I encourage you to re, to, to redefine success in your whole in your own life. I, I look at success as um, setting a goal and accomplishing it. Have you set a goal and follow through with it? Now, to some people, that may not be a big deal, but for me, that's still a big deal sometimes with me. That if I set a goal, if I follow through with that goal, I have become successful. And I want you to learn to celebrate in my book, halfway through the book, 
Uh, I encourage everybody that reads it and gets to the halfway mark to celebrate. And I said to some of you, this might not be a big deal that you read half of the book, but others will catch on to understand it took me a lot to get to where I am today. So I encourage you, set small goals, some small short-term goals. Always set your long-term as well, but set you some short-terms that's going to get you to your long-terms so that you can celebrate before you even get to your long terms. Because sometimes the problem is that we are not celebrating enough. We're just sitting beating ourselves up because we haven't gotten to the place that we desire to get to. So that's my encouragement to you right now. My encouragement to you now is to set some small goals so that you can get to where you need to get to. And if you woke up, with a greater mindset than you had yesterday, man, you already accomplished the goal. All right? Here we go. Are you a fan of Game of Thrones? I am not a fan of Game of Thrones. However, I see everybody talking about it so much on the Internet, it makes me sometimes want to go and check it out, but I've never wanted to check it out to the degree that I actually went and checked it out. So, no, I am not a fan of Game of Thrones. Right, here we go. How did you discover your purpose? I love being asked that question. I love being asked that question. That probably that question probably sparked something in me more than any of the other questions besides the love and basketball question. Again, I'm probably going to watch it as soon as I get off. But uh, how did I discover my purpose? I would say my purpose discovered me. My purpose discovered me. And what I mean by that is that I believe, you know, now I'm 39 and I look back all the way back to to elementary school. Um, and I tell this in a video, too. I want you to go uh, check out my YouTube page. You can just go to YouTube and type in Clifton Pettyjohn. And in one of the videos, I talk about my journey to purpose. And now looking back, reflecting back on it, I remember being in elementary school, and I was a part of an after-school program, and two teachers made an impact on my life. Mrs. Oliver, this was at Georgetown Elementary, and Mr. Neal. He did not work at Georgetown Elementary. He is the vice principal there now. However, he worked at, I think it was Frankfort Elementary at the time, um, but he came and did the after-school program. And they made such an impact in my life. He also was my youth leader at my uh, the church that I grew up, Booker Street Church of God. Um, but they made such a lasting impact on me in second grade that I knew what I wanted to be in my life. Now, I did not know that I would take a non-conventional <laughs> journey to it. But I knew in second grade I wanted to be a teacher. There were two things I said I wanted to be when I was a kid, a preacher and a teacher. And I ended up being both of them. But I talk about my journey. I don't have time to really talk about my journey right now because, believe it or not, we only have about 15 minutes left. Uh, but maybe we'll do a show where I'll talk to you about it. But where I say my my purpose found me, it found me in second grade. It found me as a young man. Uh, who was um, different? I was. I'm. All, I've always been different, guys. I really have. 
but I was struggling academically. And from struggling academically, I remember uh, taking spelling tests where I would pass a spelling test after being in the in the after school program, and I took it to uh, one of them, and I remember she kissed me on the cheek and left that lipstick on me. <laughs> but I remember the impact that it made on my life, and I said, I want to do that. I remember Mr. Neal, as I said, he was um, a part of the program. And I remember even with the church, how he used to take us to football games and basketball games. But I remember he even taught me how to write my name before I even started school. I remember the impact he made on my life, and I said, I want to make an impact on other people's lives like that. So I feel like my purpose found me way back then. Now, growing up, I still felt purposeless because I didn't see how that all tied into the bigger picture. And then I had some self-esteem issues uh, or selfless esteem issues because I had no self-esteem um, I had some character flaws that I ran from instead of dealing with. I had all of those things that I was that that were piling up on me, um, that all were still leading me to this path of educating individuals. Um, so my purpose found me. It found me, and I'm going to tell you: the more you relax to understand that it's not going to be something catastrophic that happens that you are the catastrophic thing that happened, your birth, your your creation, your birth, your upbringing, your development, all of the things that you went through, that's the catastrophic, catastrophic event that happened. It's called you. And the more you can connect with you, the more you'll realize you are connected with your purpose. With me, I fought so hard not to connect with myself because I didn't like myself, and there was a lot of things in my life that I just did not want to face. So I created this persona. I created this facade. I created what I felt everybody wanted to see, and even though I was doing a part of my purpose, I still felt purposeless. So, again, I say my purpose found me. And if you're struggling with that, I encourage you to reach out, reach out to me, reach out to me. All right, somebody want to know, what is the purpose of this show? I'm so glad you asked. About a year ago, I think a year ago, I met uh, Miss Yvonne Harrison, uh, Miss Yvonne Mason, I'm sorry, Miss Yvonne Mason, uh, through a radio interview. She had me on her show. I did her show I think it was in June, and then she booked me again in September. And then in September, she held, told me, hold on, I want to talk to you after the show. And we discussed uh, bringing the message of transformation to her radio station, Off the Chain. Make sure you also check out other shows on this station. Um, so the purpose of this show is simply to help spread the message of transformation even further. What I mean by the message of transformation is I want each of you to understand that there is purpose inside of you. And the only way you're going to connect with that purpose is to live a transformed life. All right? So hopefully that explains it. Let's keep going. We got a couple more guys and we don't have that much longer. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you. If you have suggestions, for the show as well, I want you to email me at admin 
A-D-M-I-N, at thetransformationcenter.life, and spell center, C-E-N-T-R-E. Or you can text your suggestion to area code 302-648-5544. All right? What does I provide ventilation through coaching, speaking, and consultation mean? For those of you who may not have heard me say that, I do uh, YouTube videos, and I, that is what I always say. I provide, co- I provide ventilation through coaching, speaking, and consultation. Ventilation is simply, when you think about a ventilating system, it's fresh air, whether it's heat or air conditioning. Um, a lot of times in life, we get weighed down with the pressures of life and everything that we're going through, and we feel as if we cannot breathe. The air becomes thick, and we get those moments of what in the world do I need to do? As a coach, as a speaker, as an author, as a host, as a spiritual leader, what I do is I come in and become your temporary ventilation system. I bring fresh outside air to make the air a little lighter for you in order for you to be able to center and focus and begin to make the decisions that you need to make that are connected to living a purposeful life. So that's what I mean by I provide ventilation through coaching, speaking, and consultation. All right? Y'all, I've enjoyed these questions. I hope some of you keep the questions coming. We might implement a segment in the show where we just answer questions. How do you defeat depression? That is a great question, and that is a weighty question. I cannot actually, in these 10 minutes and 20 seconds, give you a definitive answer on how to defeat depression. But what I can tell you to do is if you feel depressed, first of all, acknowledge that it's real. Mental health is real and it's important for all of us. I don't care what your culture said, what you were brought up believing, it's real. And the only way that we can defeat anything in our lives is first that we must acknowledge that it exists and and, and acknowledge that it is an enemy to our purpose. And what I mean by enemy to our purpose is I've wrestled and struggled with depression. I've been um, diagnosed as with situational depression and uh, other forms of depression. I've been diagnosed with that. And one of the things, the greatest thing that I did was I went to therapy. Now, you may not have to go to therapy, but if it's beating you up, Get to a therapist. Why? Because you need to find somebody that has the the skills, tools, and resources to help you navigate through life. And you have to understand you're not weak. You're not a punk. You are not any of those things. You are just human. And it hit whatever happened, hit you hard. And you need some help getting those things balanced in your life. And that's okay. And I commit whoever wrote this question, I commend you and I'm praying for you 
I'm here if you need me. You can reach out to me as a resource. However, with me, here's how I roll. If I cannot help you, and I realize that the help that you need has to come from somebody greater than me in that area, I will recommend you to somebody that can help you. But if the starting point has to be you reaching out to me, by all means, reach out to me. Text me, call the office, 302-648-5544, okay? We're going to win this battle together. All right. Go here we go. Favorite sports team, y'all. I don't know which sport you're talking about, so I'm just going to name all of them. My favorite MLB team, Major League Baseball team, the greatest team ever, the New York Yankees. Now I want to say something before any of you have anything to say about my teams. The majority of my teams are in the rebuilding seasons, all right. So I already get that. But the New York Yankees, that's my baseball team. My uh, basketball team, my NBA team. The Los Angeles Lakers, yes, we're going through a crazy time right now. I understand. I get it, okay? My football team, hands down the greatest team in the world, the Dallas Cowboys, okay? I know you either hate them or you love them. I get it, okay? Uh, my college basketball team, of course, is Duke. Is there any question to that? It's Duke. So we're going to stop right there because I can name all my teams, but hey, the majority of my teams that I like, other people hate, so I know some of you will be writing in. How do you remain so focused and calm? <laughs> I laugh about this question because sometimes I haven't been as focused or as calm as people believe I, I am. But I'm going to be honest with you. What keeps me grounded, what keeps me focused, and all of those great things is a personal relationship with God. My uh, prayer life, my meditation life, my reading his word, my growing and developing in him, that keeps me grounded to understand that I need to remain focused on that which is greater than me. What keeps me calm? I have a calm nature. I just have a calm nature, a calm nature. Um, Sometimes I'm not always calm, to be honest with you. However, I do have a calm nature, and God has blessed me to have a calm nature in crisis, uh, in crises. And uh, that was one of the things I worked in the inner city, in an inner city uh, school in Trenton, New Jersey, in the behavior department. And that's what they all say: you are calm under a crisis. Everything could be going crazy, and you still keep that same calming tone about you. Well, I don't take credit for that. God, that's just the nature that the creator created me with. That's the essence that I that I connected with. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not always calm. I'm not always focused. I am not perfect by any means. But to answer that question, it is prayer and it is meditation. We have two more, three more questions. I don't know if we're going to get all three of them, but we're going to try. All right, let's go. Here we go. What do you say to a person who feels they have no purpose in life? I say to that person, call me and have a conversation. That's all I can say to them. Why? Because I know I have the innate ability, the God-giving ability to just have a general conversation with you. And in that general conversation, it begins to stir up ideas, 
gifts, talents, and abilities that are connected to your purpose. It begins to steer you to remind you of what your purpose is and it may not have not to remind you to introduce you to your purpose without me even talking to you about your purpose. That's just the way that the creator created me. All right. So just give me a call. All right. What is the value of a life coach? Because I don't see any value in it. And I'm glad somebody asked that question. If you will follow me on Facebook, I posted a great article, a great article that talks about the value of a life coach because I've seen a lot of people put life coaching down, and, I've, and, I, and I get it. I get that some people haven't been um, integral as it relates to coaching. But also I found out as well uh, that sometimes the skills or, or, or the, the techniques that are given to us or the strategies that are given to us from coaches, we're not applying them. And I know that from my own personal life, with my life coaches that I've had in my life, I didn't apply the principles they gave me. So instead of me saying, hmm, it didn't work because I didn't apply them, sometimes I didn't want to take the responsibility for my own personal issues and things that I've done, and I began to blame them for it. However, a life coach is valuable because a lot of times, I use this analogy and I'm going to use it. I played baseball all the way from elementary school to uh, high school. My first year of baseball, I absolutely sucked. I mean, y'all, I did a video on that as well. You don't understand the level that I felt. However, I wanted to quit, but something in me would not allow me to quit. Uh, Maybe it was my mom that wouldn't let me quit. One or the other, I can't remember, probably. Let's lean more towards my mom wouldn't let me quit. So my second year, uh, I had a new coach. And this coach used to play with my uncle. And he requested me be on his team. Now, I don't understand why he would request me to be on his team. y'all. I mean, y'all don't understand how sorry I really was. But he requested me on his team. And what he did was he repositioned me. He said, I want you to try pitching. And he put me on the mound to pitch. And from that day on, I always made the all-star team, and I played all the way through high school until an injury. So a coach can help reposition you to where you need to be to connect you with your purpose if they're the right coach. And if you're struggling with the concept of coaching, I give a free complimentary session. You can visit www dot cliftonpettyjohn.com and you will find you will find out all of that information all right now listen we are getting ready to end the show i want to thank you for joining us on tonight i want you to share the show as well please tell other people about the show all right uh remember next month we're going to be back here we're here every month the fourth friday of every month Now, next month, we're going to be here on the 28th. We have a young man that's going to come on. He is a singer. He is also a co-international author. We're going to talk about how he discovered his gifts, how those gifts have made an impact on his life, as as, as well as on the lives of those that he is making an impact on. All right? So I want you to join us again next month, all right? Again, I thank each and every one of you for joining us. Hopefully you learned something about myself, about purpose, 
about even yourself. Uh, again, if you want to reach out to us, you can follow me on social media. Just type in Clifton Petty John. You can visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. You can give our office a call or a text at 302-648-5544. And as I always say, create a great day, walk in purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Be blessed. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment, and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, this is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.